what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about Clue, doing a old school retro review of a movie classic. We're going to be talking about all the characters, maybe the board game, all types of stuff. So grab your snack, grab your beverage of choice, and sit on down and listen to The First Ones to Die. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. It is another episode with your lovely trio here. It is Jonathan, Alex, and Jerome coming at you today. We hope you're having a beautiful day. Was your day beautiful, Jerome? How was your day? How was your week? How How is life? Uh, it's been good. First of all, glad to be back home. Uh, last episode, I was in Charlotte coming at you from on the other side of the coast so i'm glad to be back actually like comfy cozy in my space uh even though it was a fantastic trip uh shout out to my uh cousin for getting married uh i won't say their names so people don't be stalking them and whatnot but (laughs) but she knows who she is and she's uh incredible um also uh it's been a pretty cool week man i've been enjoying i watched the stuff for disney plus day today so i got to find out about more marvel shows that i'm going to uh uh what's the word i'm looking for uh reluctantly watch just because i love comic books too much to not watch these movies and shows um <laughs> but uh also uh flight facilities released their new record which i'm excited to be seeing them in january at uh at the neptune and already bought the ticket because i'm not gonna miss out on seeing flight facilities the last time they were here was three years ago (laughs) so i'm not gonna miss out seeing them live uh but also silk sonic's album came out today as well i've been meaning to listen to that i listened to the whole thing at one in the morning i was jamming (laughs) it was so good i'm ready to listen to it a second third and fourth time i'm i'm loving silk sonic right now so it's been a good 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 week (laughs) it's been a good week nice how has your week been out uh it's been okay i actually bought a ticket to comic-con seattle comic-con I'm mostly Comic-Con. Uh, well, they're Sunday. I love going to the last one. I used to go all four days with my sister, um, but, you know, time's gotten a little hard. And also, I just don't want to be around that many people anymore. Mm-hmm. I like the solid solitude of my little apartment. Um, but I love going on the Sundays because I like to dig through those comic books and get, like, 15 comics for five bucks. It's always fun for me. Listen, the back issue section is always the best part of Comic-Con where you can just find comics that have been lost to time. Yeah, I mean, I found one where, like, Wonder Woman kills Batman. It's been great. I love finding, mm-hmm. like, the really cheap comics that you have to, like, because I'll literally get on the floor and go under the table and go through those. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's been a busy work at work, a little bit tired, but, you know, not kind of ready for that weekend where I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. So I'm excited for that. And Jonathan, where did you go? <laughs> so, so I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was sorry. So apparently Gibson was freaking out Jonathan earlier staring at the floor. And when we looked back, John- Jonathan was gone. So I'm guessing he found the bug. Yes, he was. He was coming under my 
he brought it, I guess, or something over to my chair and was chasing the bug. So also, Jonathan, I will comment now that I can see like more of your body. Look like you've been working out, man. Look like you've been getting fit, hitting the gym. You look good. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I, I don't know how to transition to that. But anyway, my <laughs> have you been working out? You know, you got to stay. L.A. is tough. You got to you got to stay in a certain amount of shape. So um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll move on from that um, and the bug situation. My week was good. Um, I went to a birthday party. Um, a surprise birthday party for my friend Maddie. So happy birthday, Maddie. Um, we ate at this uh, restaurant called Tumadre in West Hollywood, and it was very good. I had the fried chicken bowl. Mm. And uh, other than that, it's been, it was 93 degrees today in LA. So very hot, but um, very welcome for me. And so that was exciting. And um yeah, just it was a it was a good week overall as well. Really quick with that bug thing though, I will I do want to warn you. Snowville used to hunt bugs, uh, but she wouldn't eat them. Instead, she would drop them by my face if I was laying on the floor <laughs> in bed. So you know, it was Gibson starting to do that. I'd watch out for him because one time she brought a straight up spider. I thought it was dead, but it wiggled its little legs, and let me tell you, I almost fought that old cat. <laughs> For dropping a spider like that near my face. You can't do that. You can't do that. I was the really She's like, I've before. brought you my fresh kill, my liege. It wasn't even dead. <laughs> She's like, look, I, I hunted. You kill it. That's not how it works. It was dead enough for her. She's, <laughs> she's just like, that's, oh. that's yeah, so as good as it gets. I Fair wording with that if Gibson's going to start bringing you bugs. <laughs> Some of them may and not I, be dead. And I don't know what he was trying. He was like, he would step on it, step on the bug, but like still chase it he wouldn't kill it it, it was like it was Aww. a game for him he was like torturing the book anyway oh. <laughs> it went from sweet to oh okay <laughs> anyway the movie we're reviewing yes the movie we are reviewing is clue as jerome mentioned uh you buried the lead because you forgot to brag on yourself you were the trivia champion last week so Jimmy that Jim. is why that is, <laughs> yes you currently have a lead on us two to one to one and uh the movie that you chose for us this week is the 1985 american black comedy mystery film based on the popular board game of the same name clue now at the end of the last week's episode um alex was very excited about that i had no clue didn't about this movie. Well, I did have a clue about the movie, but Boo. I haven't seen it. Boo this man. <laughs> um, yeah, I just haven't seen the movie. Uh, but um, yeah. Do we want to just get into well, get into right, our well since you're the you're the odd man out because you haven't seen it, what'd you think now that you finally watched Clue? Yeah, I I had a good time with it. Um, I specifically, uh, especially, I guess, enjoyed Tim Curry. Um, as we all know, Tim Curry, he is a legend. He is um, in a Hollywood acting legend, genius, um, whatever we, whatever we want to call it. Um, I remember last year during. Um, last year during Halloween, 
uh, they did a live stream of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it was like a live reading. It was like a half live reading, and then they had recorded performances. And Tim Curry was part of that, and being able to see him in his element, um, and being supported by his cast members because he did have a stroke, so his um, speech is, you know, impaired. Mm. Uh, but just it, it almost made me tear up and everything, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Tim Curry. But yeah, seeing him in this, um, I didn't know any who. I didn't know who was in this. Um, I didn't know that Tim Curry was in it. I just knew of the of the movie. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And and learning about like all those, like going after, going online afterwards and learning about all of the different endings and stuff. Because watching it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, it's one ending and then another. And then, oh, okay, this is apparently I'll get into the, the, the story of why that is later, because there is a reason for that as well. Yeah, and I, I, I saw that. So it was interesting with getting to um, read about that and um, learn about that. But yeah, I feel like if I had grown up with the movie, I would have a different take on it. But for now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it was fun. And I, I probably won't think too much about it afterwards, but. Oh, I remember. Whatever. Yeah, I I remember falling instantly in love with this movie as soon as I watched it the first time. I love every bit of it, Uh, from the cast to the premise, like the fact that because, like you know, when we when you think about movies turned into or uh, board games turned into movies, like oftentimes it's kind of crappy. The last one we had was Battleship, I think. Oh yeah, was like trash. And, and then you, and then they're supposed to be making a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, to which I will say Vin Diesel's leading that, by the way. And I'm just like, we have that. It's called Real Steel. It already came out. <laughs> we don't need another one. But apparently Real Steel wasn't the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. This is like an actual one for some reason. Uh, it's like, it's so it's like, they did they just know how to do them. Uh, where they make sense. And surprisingly, Clue is the best one I've ever seen done, where they've taken a board game, its premise, Wait, its really? characters, and done it like it, it, solid. There's, there's been a Monopoly movie, a Candyland movie. Was Monopoly movie. good? I never saw Monopoly. I wasn't aware there was a movie. There's the Candyland, released in 2005. Candyland, the great lollipop adventure. Battleship, <laughs> and then the Ouija board movies. Yeah, it, does Ouija board count? It it was it's a game. I it guess, was literally I a guess. game created. It's created by like uh, who are the who are the people make, making all the toys? Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah, it's made by Hasbro. I wanted to pitch a Uno short film. I had, I wanted to send a letter uh, to Mattel to make it. Was it after film. that um, catastrophic forty eight hour long Uno game? No, it wasn't forty eight hours. Super fight was forty eight hours. Super fight went on for two shows. Yeah, super fight went on for two days. Yeah, Jerome, <laughs> no, there's a fair. word called hyperbole. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to get it right. It was two hours, and yes, it was legendary, and yes, it did inspire me to my, <laughs> to want to do a Uno short film. The point is, is that Clue is so, so well constructed. I've, I, very few movies have I seen constructed as well as Clue is, um, and it just, it just. It's just amazing. I, I I can't say much more than that. 
Uh, I love the cat. Also, I'm looking at the cast now. You want to talk about instantly fell in love with uh, a person, like celebrity crush? Colleen Camp, back in the day, who uh, she plays Yvette. She plays the maid. And as soon as she comes on screen, I was like, oh, my God, I love that woman. <laughs> I haven't heard her speak, and I don't need to. She's she's beautiful, and that's all I need to know. I, and she's I French. That. That's a bonus. Like, I, I love I love France and I love I love women who are pretty. So, well, the actress is American. I don't care. The character's French. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I love that her her being like the the stereotypical uh, beautiful ma- French maid was like the joke and a part of the of the comedy of the movie. I think it fits what it fit well, very well in the film. Cuz she's not a character in the clue board. When you when you I have clue. When you open clue up and you look at the characters you could play, Yvette ain't one of them. She was made up no, for this. No, that's why movie. she has a name. Right. In fact, all of the characters who aren't part of the board game have a name. Wasworth, yeah. uh, Yvette, Singing Telegram Girl. <laughs> well, yeah, Which, let's just separate Wads- them. Wadsworth, that's named after the um, after the the peop- the guy who created the game. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think, know. yeah. The, oh, sorry, the Waddingtons. Never mind. So maybe that's Waddington, probably. Um, but yeah, Alex, what do you think about the movie? Well, as excited as I was last week, it clearly shows that I do. <laughs> Still love this movie from even the first time I saw it. I just, when I was telling my mom, I'm like, I've never seen Tim Curry in anything. He's never done a bad role. There's never been a role I've seen him in and just been like, oh my God, why did he decide to do this? Um, any Anything and everything I have seen that, seen him perform in has just been absolutely amazing to me. Clue specifically, I just love... One, I the game. One, I keep saying one. Uh, the game was always one of my favorite games growing up, um, and we didn't get to play it a lot because me and my sister again are very competitive. Things always <laughs> didn't end very nicely with us. Um, but like, it was always such a fun game because it was. It's a clever game too. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out a few things and how everything works, or why they would even do it, and you know. And this movie was done so well because it also didn't force the premise of the game. Like, it didn't make it like, oh, it's exactly like the game. They can only go to this room and this room. They can only do this and this at the same time. This in itself was just a a murder mystery that was just fun to watch. That just so happens to be tied to Clue. Yeah, and it's well tied, but it's not confined like they did with Battleship. Or, like, I'm guessing probably what they did with the Monopoly movie, too. And the Ouija board movie. I've seen those. Those were kind of... They weren't good. Um, There's no need to see them. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, with Clue, you had the strong premise of the game. And the game itself does have a good backstory to it. And I think that's what a lot of the other games didn't have. And maybe that story was enough to be carried over. Which, honestly, again, I just love this movie it was one of the best movies i've ever seen i don't ever have a real criticism to it for this movie i always just everything about it i've always loved so there's my like Ooh. i get a can i but can i ask you guys when was the first time that you saw the movie movie and 
where? Admittedly, I watched it at home last year for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just as bad as Jonathan. (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, listen. At least I've seen it before in this podcast, all right? I didn't say it. I didn't have a leg up on you. acting like you grew up. I do have a leg up on you, Jonathan, because I've seen it more than once. Both don't have anything. You just watch it. Yeah, so if I could, I could watch this movie the second we hop off of here, and I'd be on the same par with you. Okay? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> it's about attitude, Jonathan. You got to carry it with you. <laughs> I've got a whole year up um, on you. Whole <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, year, sure. Alex, what about you? Um, I remember being at home. I think. We actually rented it at Blockbuster, my mom. Um, Kids, it, for those yeah. who want to know what Blockbuster is, <laughs> we're going through old, this again. It's a video yeah, store. It's the physical version of Netflix. Um, yeah, I think my mom had rented it and we watched it together. And I was young. I want to say, though, I was like maybe under. 12 when I first saw it because the movie did come out in 1991. Oh, 1985. 1985. Yeah, so it had been out for a while. And I don't recall why she got it or maybe she had seen it before, you know, but she, I believe it was her and then we just watched it at home and I enjoyed it. And I also remember Tim Curry from being from It. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hey, I know that voice because, well, the makeup was a lot in it so i recognized his <laughs> voice almost immediately and i was like he has a certain type of laugh too tim curry that seems to carry over from film to film like his <laughs> own laugh is so strong that it he can't i don't feel like he can hide his his own laughter which is like it's deep but it's also a little like i feel like you have other plans and it scares me but you're like a cool person, so I'm not gonna judge too much. The day I found out he was Nigel Thornberry, it blew my mind. I love because yeah, I was actually looking at his like film list. The man has like done every category because he's been in the Adams Family. He's done Young Frankenstein, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but he's also done like the Thornberries. He's done SpongeBob. He's done Jimmy Neutron. He was in Home Alone. Uh, That's the second. true. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. As the um, hotel concierge. Mm-hmm. I can't, I always done, forget. He's like in everything. You forget. He isn't. <laughs> he's he's in. lit. He is. He's been in Transformers, uh, Phineas and Ferb, like all these movies from like young kids movies to like these creepy ones to these like guest starring and like hey, he was in Hey Arnold. Oh, for quite a bit. Oh really? Um, yeah. He was. He was in the Proud Family. What. He was there for an episode. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He was Percival. Um, so, yeah, he the, the range he has. He's one of the few actors that, like, when I see his name in a film, I'm never like, oh, no, I don't think he'll do well in this. He just, I know this will be a good film because he's in it, or at least his part will always be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thinking of, thinking of the rest, like, anybody in a rest, in- Ah, excuse me. Is there anybody else on the cast that you guys really enjoy? Because Tim Curry is definitely like the standout. But then I think about like I Christopher loved, Lloyd. 
yeah, Christopher Lloyd was good. I love uh, Michael McKean as Mr. Green. I think he's uh, very funny. I love Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White. Martin Mull, because he was I, Sabrina the I Teenage Witch. I did love... Can we go into spoilers? I mean, it's... Yeah, let's it's go into Listen, Third Herder. The movie's been, 30, been out since 1985. There's no... If you haven't seen Clue yet... I'm sorry. Cut did you just watch it in 2020 and you just watched it in 2021? Yes. I'm sorry. There are technically people who have not seen Clue. Which, well, I'm going to say, if you haven't seen Clue, first of all, there's no excuse. I've been spoiled. Like, yo, I'm surprised I made this long without uh, Yeah, before, wait, let's go back to that, because you were giving Jonathan a lot of shit at the beginning. <laughs> yes. why, haven't, why did it take you so long to see Clue? Why did you put it off? Why did I put off watching yeah, Clue? Yeah, why have you not Because I didn't know Clue? it existed. <laughs> How did you? Well, no, actually, I didn't know it existed, but I didn't know anything about I, it. I knew. Right, I'm I offended think, by I, both I knew of you. Clue. I don't think I knew Clue had existed until I saw another per. Like, I think, so. I forget. Someone had told me about it. They were like, yeah, but like, uh, or, they, or no, I know what it was. I was, I had watched Knives Out. And then somebody was like, "Oh, if you really like Knives Out, you like you probably love Clue." I'm like, "Clue." Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, Clue. It's like it's a really good murder mystery. Like that's my favorite, um, including this one." And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a watch." And I watched, and it was on Amazon Prime, so I watched it and was blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're so right! <laughs> this movie is so, incredible." To, to be fair, I want I want to understand this straight, Jerome. You didn't even know the movie existed, and then you watched it last <laughs> year, Jonathan. You knew it existed but you haven't watched it till this year correct both of you and to be to, no. to be fair no. to be fair that no. that, it's not it's not even right. because you were gonna watch it on your own time to be, to be <laughs> fair to be fair after like doing looking it up it was a it, it was in that like serial mom vein where it's a cult classic it initially when it was initially released it didn't do well and then no, it, it went on to become a it went on to become a cult classic so, I'm disappointed in both of you. <laughs> Let's go on spoilers. That's all I have to say. I didn't do this with y'all in Serial Mom, okay? <laughs> this is Clue. This is uh, that other movie we had. Com- that other movie we had complaints about. This movie does not. This movie is fantastic. There's not a bad. Per- there's not a person who thinks this movie's a bad movie. True. Here's the thing about, but you know, here's the thing. No, what I was going to say is, if you haven't seen Clue yet, stop this podcast. I mean it this time. Normally, it's just jokes. But for real, do not watch past this point or listen to past this point. Go watch Clue. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free if you got Amazon Prime. Check it or rent it on YouTube for like two bucks. Rent, like go watch Clue. You will not regret it. It's a good movie uh, or rather it's a great movie. Fantastic cast. It's very funny. Go watch it. If you have the ability to. Because, you know, blind people can't really watch much of anything these days. But but listen to Clue, I guess. I don't know. But but that's your spoiler warning. All right. Now we're just going to get into the characters, the plot, all that jazz. So there you go. Okay. also, uh, there is descriptive audio, so blind people can watch things. <laughs> let's just let's just put that up. This is true. This is true. I was making a bad joke. <laughs> no, blind people are more than welcome to watch. No, I saved you. Like. I saved you. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm just here. um so it is a film or a place in a new england mansion guests come from washington c metropolitan area and all around because mr body is blackmailing them and the movie starts off exactly like the game you're all invited to a dinner party lights go out suddenly mr body is dead and you got to figure out who it is and mr body is blackmailing every person or player in you know in you know <laughs> in the game or the movie <laughs> and i really love how cuz in a lot of the murder mysteries people will turn against each other and then make it stupid decisions because they're like, I don't trust you and then fail include. Yeah. They don't trust each other at all. And there's that big fight that erupts. Oh, how about you? You know, you're being blackmailed for this. Oh, how about you? But they're still willing to break off into pairs and like to search the house and like still protect and help each other. So that's what I loved. A big thing about clue was that it felt more realistic. Because in a lot of murder mysteries, one of the characters tends to go insane and attack everybody and is the one who, for some reason, always has a gun. Um, Oh, that's probably why they have a gun. Uh, This one wasn't (laughs) like that. They didn't have, like, the crazy person who just went completely insane and now he's like, we gotta put him in a separate room and hold him down. No, this one was simply like, yeah, we're all kind of screwed together. So let's, yeah, let's kind of work together. I think that's the best part about it is that it it has the DNA of a murder mystery, but because the comedy is added on top of it, there's no need to feel like it, you have to do all the tropes of a murder mystery. They don't have the betrayal at some point. They don't have the like person who's uh, who's just like um, unreasonable the whole time, or the idiot who like doesn't follow directions and then gets themselves killed. Like they no, it's just we're. We're a group of wacky characters and we're all making jokes and stuff like that. And while some characters die along the way, like uh, like Yvette and stuff, like it always feels like it's still in service to the joke and to the plot. And it flows really well. Uh, I just... I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no one said anything, sure. so I was just going to keep going until someone... Oh, can... <laughs> oh no. I was going to say, like, I agreed that it had this, like... It just had this... Also, the energy of the characters never... You know how suddenly in a lot of murder mysteries or shows or movies, they'll have the one character, like, with the child, they're suddenly their personality flips, and it's like, well, that was completely out of character. All of these characters technically start off dirty, True. So if one of them had betrayed, it would have been like, well, I mean, he was blackmailing them for a particular reason. It's not like they were doing good. Like, um, oh, who is it? Mi- not Mrs. Peacock. Miss Scarlet? No, the other one. Mrs. White? The one who killed her husband? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, one. Like, yeah, Mrs. White. Well, that one is like, okay, murder's not too far. Yeah, you only kind of killed your husbands. Like, you're a Black Widow style. But, like, murdering other people is not out of the realm. So, like, that wouldn't have been... Except for, like, Mr. Green. His big secret was that he was gay. Which is... And that's the only thing I will say that kind of dates this movie because that's... The, like, that's that's your issue? <laughs> the rest of these people have, like, murdered people and some of them have, like, 
espionage secrets they reveal to the government and all types of stuff. And your thing is, I'm gay. Well, he works e- for except in the except in in the ending, in in one of the endings where he says, "I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife." Which I, was, it was, so it was, was that was that me I was like, "Dang, he wasn't even gay the whole time." <laughs> that was uh, ending C. Yes. yes, that was the last last ending. Which I guess, do we want to talk about? I that guess that could transition like into us endings? talking about the endings. Yeah, so the endings are, and Jonathan, you just did research, so maybe you know more than I do. Um, apparently, it was like they did. They wanted to do something special with the movie where it had different endings, and they put the different endings in different theaters for different movies. So you would go to one theater, watch Clue, and it'd have a completely different ending than if you went to a separate theater somewhere else. And I can't remember why they made that decision. <laughs> well, they did it because it emulated the game of the the, the nature of the board game where you could have multiple endings. Uh, um, yeah, so they wanted to do it that way. And I, I read that apparently they told the audience which ending they were going to get, which doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense because then it would ruin the movie. I'm not sure if that was at the beginning or the well, end. Well, maybe like people wanted to be like, okay, well, you're going to get ending A. So uh, come watch the movie back for like an ending B or C or something. Also, like, right. to avoid to confusion. Because like, you know how it goes. You see a movie and then you go talk to your friends about it. And it's like, oh, well, did you Wait, like the part at the end when uh, when uh, Mr. Green kills everybody? like Or uh, not kills everybody. And Mr. Green solves it and he's like a cop. They're like, uh, what movie did you see? That didn't happen. It just it's like were you high during the movie? Was I high during? The it's like no, that's what happened. That's the that's what happened in the movie. No, I watched the the one where uh you know Ms. Peacock did it. That's that's the ending. Like what are you talking about? So it's right. it probably was to help avoid that confusion too. At the same time, and they um they they so for the the version that I'm assuming we all saw. Um, was the one that they distributed to everybody like on VHS and when it was released in home media. Yeah. When, uh, where it was I appreciate it like that though. I feel like it adds to the, the comedy a little bit to see all three endings back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I like the Mr. Green ending the best <laughs> where it's <laughs> where <laughs> they all did it. And Mr. Right. Green, mostly just because it has that, that cool ending line that fits with the game where he's like, who can who killed uh what's his face? I did with the revolver in the hallway. Boom. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's cool. It ties the whole thing in. Because <laughs> that's what you do at the end of Clue. You say who did it with what weapon at lo- what location. I'm like, that's cool. If you guys had to choose a weapon, which one would it be? The candlestick, the knife, a lead pipe, revolver, rope, or a wrench? I mean, I you feel know, like the revolver makes the most sense. I would choose the uh, the candlestick. Or is the most efficient. I would choose the candlestick or the candle. Um, For aesthetic? Yeah. Well, because it's easier to hide. All you got to do is knock somebody out, you know, kill them with it, and then clean it up, and you can put it right on the table. No one would know a thing. It's just yeah, like the true. lamb and cereal and mom. No, yeah. but you got, no, but no, no, no. You got to think about this. That house was huge. It was an actual manor. Taking a candlestick from another room, and you have to run around because that whole house was about running around too, getting from this room to this room. There was a whole scene where Tim, where Tim Curry's character was was explaining how he's like, and you ran from this, and you ran for this. My favorite scenes in that movie was when he was acting it out, like when he acted. I can't the chef's imagine 
the he amount like of, of energy it took to do that scene. Because that man was all, he did the whole movie. He did every scene from the whole film. He <laughs> Start did, to yeah. To that current yeah. point. No kidding. I just, like, it was when he came falling out of the fridge as, like, the cook's dead body. Right, as the dead body. It's always been one of my favorite scenes <laughs> because Mrs. White still screams. And, like, um, Mr. Green holds him for a second and just drops him, like, wait a minute. I'm not doing this again. Right. This is um, real. <laughs> um, so. Quickly going back to our um, discussion on the endings, um, I missed this when I was reading it earlier, but apparently a fourth ending was filmed where Wadsworth committed all of the murders. Um, but yeah, that should be in there. That's yeah. that's the ending with Mr. Green, is that it's Wadsworth who did it. Or not, no. not, not Mr. Green, sorry. That's one of the endings, though, is that Wadsworth did it. Well, wait, what? Right? No, no, no! It's not. Sorry, it's Miss Scarlet did it in one ending. Miss Peacock did lady. it in another ending, and then, uh, then it, then they all did it in the third. Right. Ending. Hey, I've seen the fourth ending though. Well, it says a fourth ending was filmed, but Lynn removed it because he later stated it wasn't very good. I looked at it and thought, no, 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 we've got to get rid of that. In the unused fourth ending, Wad- Wadsworth committed all of the murders. He was motivated. And he was by- actually mis- Oh. Sorry, I was like, isn't he, he was technically Mr. Body? He was actually Mr. Body, and the person that they killed was his butler. There, I well, remember that. He, well, it says he, he was motivated by his desire for perfection. Having failed to be either the perfect husband or the perfect butler, he decided to be the perfect murderer instead. Wadsworth reports that he poisoned the champagne the guests had drunk earlier so they would soon die, leaving no witnesses. The police and FBI and Wadsworth the police and FBI arrive and Wadsworth is arrested. He breaks free and steals the police car, but his escape is thwarted when three police dogs lunge from the backseat. This ending is documented in Clue the Storybook, a tie-in book released in conjunction with the film. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good ending. <laughs> also, I also, think Anthony, Alex... Also, Anthony Perkins from Psycho helps write no, the screenplay. No, I, I believe Tarkin. that. I think uh, Miss, I, the Miss Scarlet ending that, no, no, that no, is the was, reveal that no, no, he is the bo- was, his body. It was Mr. Green. It was Mr. It was with oh, Mr. Green. Oh, that reveal. I, I just okay. reread the ending to that one. Yeah, no, it was with Mr. Green. So that gotcha. was my bad. Gotcha, gotcha. Although my favorite scene, you were talking about Kim Tim Curry falling out the fridge is your favorite. My favorite, two favorites is a the singing telegram girl. Gets me every time. <laughs> she, she just randomly pops up out of nowhere, and then she just gets shot, and I'm just like. What what is happening? <laughs> so that gets me every time, and then uh, and Mrs. White when she's like when she's like it was I was there was flames there's flames on on the side of my face and it, <laughs> like every time I it's the way Madeline Kahn delivers it she's just so good in that movie <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts as well and I looked it up and apparently. That scene was improvised. She improvised that. She did. And yeah. I, I, I I believed it. Um, there was also that, was, se- was that scene uh, after the telegram girl got shot that they opened the door and they identify who she was connected to, you know, the party. And then they just shut the door. Yeah. They just- they're like, oh, the telegram. I had an affair with her in my office. Door closes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just left it like they were so meticulous about getting the dead other dead bodies like in the room nobody sees them and then this one it was just eh. 
You were just leaving that one on the doorstep. I loved I loved the moments where Mr. Green, they just lingered on the moments when Mr. Green was just a social outcast in that group. <laughs> like the moments where he's trying to, the moment where he's trying to sit down and everybody just sits down on the couch and he can't find a seat. So he sits on the table and then 10 seconds later, the table falls down. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, the table's about to fall right now, but it didn't. But then it fell like a random 20 seconds later um, and then the moment where they where they break the matchsticks and he's like trying to match with everybody but no one's interested in matching with him what did he call himself that i know there's a joke where miss scarlet calls him a fruit and i was like where did that pro- isn't it that he calls himself like a shrink or something or or a quacker or something well because i because well no he that, has a that's like a that's like that, that was like a term job. for like the fruit that that was like a term for like no i know what her then. joke was i just can't oh. remember what the setup was for the joke that he delivered <laughs> uh i don't know why i'm just harping on that anyway uh he was uh, yeah he was my favorite character though i i love mr green i think he's cool uh followed behind him was mrs white from madeline Kahn. uh i thought you were about to well, say well after after tim curry cuz tim curry's like Gold standard in that movie, but behind him, those are my two. I, I love those characters; they do a great job. I love when they get fed up with his running, where they're just like, "Stop it! Just tell us, <laughs> stop it!" <laughs> they're like, "We can't do this again." Um, I really, I actually like Mrs. Scar- Miss Scarlet's character. I thought she was super funny. She's cool. Um, She's really. Good. Well, that. I think it's the I think it's the ending where she's actually guilty is like my favorite. What makes her one of my favorites is because he's like telling her, "Oh, you did all this," and instead of getting mad, instead of being like, "Oh, like how dare you accuse me," she's just like, "You're right. Who are you, Perry Mason?" Which was an old det- detective show at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it was just it was just one of my favorite things because it's just like she's not even mad. She's just like. You did so good. Like I can't even not not be proud of you with how excellent you figured everything out so quickly in the night. And, and then she's was, just like that ending was believable because of her demeanor. I didn't um I didn't quite believe um I, I wanted to call her Mrs. Potts. Uh but that's that's beating the beast. <laughs> that's beating the beast. Uh, Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> she does have that energy. <laughs> um but uh Mrs. Peacock, I didn't quite as believe that one, I'm like, mm, I, I, I can't really, I can't really see her doing all that. Well, I mean, she was, she was the one who's actually doing the worst crime. She, or yeah, she was the one doing fe- proper felonies. Like another one was having affairs. Yeah. Murdering husbands. We can all kind of forgive that for me. Uh, but she was like selling government secrets She's the one who would have gotten most jail time. Let's say that. Murdering husbands is bad. Yeah. But she's the one who is actually could be charged for like treason and go to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> and like, I mean, that's, I feel like doing that is not too far from like possibly end up killing. Cause like, if you get caught for treason, you're screwed. You're really screwed. I do have to say, uh, my joke aside earlier about Yvette. Uh, that was also like it. It still did get me, and even though it's like very like bottom of the barrel humor, all the jokes with Yvette of just like when like uh, they have to split up, and Yvette's like, "Well, who will go with me?" And every single dude is like, 
I'll go. And then Mr. Green in the back, like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it just made like stuff like that just made me laugh. I was like, it, it, I think the she joke, she's hot. Who, that's that's the joke. Yeah. I think she actually said, who will protect me? And they were like, oh, we'll protect you. Green's like, nope, I'm not taking a bullet for you. Yeah. And doesn't does it, uh, Mr. Green end up going with her? Yes, and it's yeah. just so funny because everyone's like, God dang it. <laughs> the one dude who don't want her. Mm. <laughs> and I guess Wadsworth. Wadsworth. Wadsworth doesn't seem like he's into Yvette. He's like, I work with you. That's that's about it. That's our relationship. I, I like the cook. I think anybody with a giant like that has that energy to just like scare people with like a giant knife is fun. And she had monkey brain soup. Do you remember that? The, the slurping the of the fur- soup. That- the slurping of the soup was, was so well timed out. But then also it's like, oh, it's monkey brain soup. Everybody was cool with that. We were like, uh, okay. No one Listen, when you're hungry, you're hungry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. No, I still wouldn't eat it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I, know I, about. There's something about eating brains that it's like yeah. it, it feels too zombie-like for me, and that's like the final frontier for me. It's like if I eat a brain, any animal, that's it. I think I'm part zombie now. <laughs> but, but um, I I love the 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 uh, comedy in this reminds me so much of Airplane. If you, either of you have seen that movie. And mm-hmm. uh, how snappy it is! Like the dialogue just flies off the tongue. I I couldn't imagine like how many table reads or uh, rehearsals they probably had to do to like get it down of just like saying those lines as fast as they do because they come they come at rapid fire sometimes. Like they have a good mix of slapstick humor with dialogue or uh, dialogue humor, but it just it just rolls off the tongue so fast that if you're not paying attention, you really will miss some things. Yeah. But that's like the best thing about comedy is when it's like when it comes that fast. Like those are some of the best comedies, in my opinion. It was also simple little things like uh, when they're about to split up, Colonel Mustard goes to check on the bodies and he's like just checking and Mrs. Peacock's like, everything all right? He's like, yeah, two corpses. Everything's fine. Let's go. So it was like also just like little bits like that that were so well timed because they're off. They're about to go off and like search this giant scary manor. And here he goes. He's like, oh, thank God. Okay, there's still two dead people here. We're all good. <laughs> this is fine. Let's now venture into the dark house. I think so was, the dark comedy so elements definitely are the the thing that makes this unique too. Because mm-hmm. it could just be a straight comedy, but the fact that it's also a dark comedy and there's a lot of dark humor in this. Like there's at one point they just sit with a body. And they're just like, and it looks like they're trying to make out with it. The cops like, oh yeah, no, well they, yeah, they were fine. Man, that's that that between the eighties and nineties, I feel well between Serial Mom, Clue, like the dark comedy of the eighties and nineties. It, it feels Wasn't like it was popping. They're like Weekend with Bert or Weekend Weekend with at Bernie's, Bernie's, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. where they just walk around with a dead body too. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder it's, if that's yeah, because you don't you don't hear about. Dark comedies as much anymore nowadays. Well, there's dark comedies, but it's different when you're not involved in just hanging out with dead bodies, apparently. (laughs) Well, because I think about, I forget the name of the movie, but there's a dark comedy with Ryan Reynolds uh, where he is, 
I think he has like schizophrenia oh. or something, and he has like voices. Yes, voices where he has, or yeah, he has like schizophrenia, and so he kills people. But it the the movie is through his lens. So everything looks bright and colorful and the like dead people talk to him like the, uh, he has like severed heads in the fridge and the severed heads talk to him like having just a normal yeah, conversation. But he, also, he doesn't go outside with them. He doesn't act like they're like No, but it's like him. he knows he killed them. But it's the thing of like that's that's the level of dark comedy we're at now in this modern era is it's kind of like it's dark but it doesn't it doesn't push the boundaries enough I feel like to be a real like to be like the same dark comedies from back in the 80s and 90s where they serial mom goes goes there like serial mom gets insane with serial the, mom, with the places it mom. goes uh clue not as much as serial mom clue clue yeah. kind of stays rather in pocket but it's like i can't think of any dark comedies so that it's a more family friendly clue is a more family friendly yeah clue i can show to my like future kids i can't show my future kids serial mom especially with the language why not like the language alone and the nudity at that. My my mom let me watch like The Exorcism when I was ten. That doesn't right? mean you're supposed to, Alex. That just means <laughs> don't limit your children's creativity by limiting their what they're watching. They they'll be able to watch that stuff when I'm confident they understand that it is a movie <laughs> and not to say those things when their mother's around. So. <laughs> like, like I didn't get to watch Blade fair. until I was like fifteen with my dad. Actually, that's not true. Probably when I was like twelve. Actually, I watched Blade. But that's I'm just well, speaking- my mom just gave me a horror film. And was like, "You're fine." <laughs> well, speaking of today, like relating this to like movies today, um, a remake a remake has been in the works for no. it seems like the past ten years. They can't. Um, it won't no. be as good. I'm sorry. You know they, they will, though. They they could try, but it won't be as good. They're going to get too well, wrapped says, up in trying to make it more like it, the board game or make it too much like the old movie, and it won't be good. It says, um, first, Ryan in 2018, Ryan Reynolds was attached to star in it, and then Jason Bateman was in talks to direct and star in it, and then in February 2020, it looks like that was the last update of it. But see, that's what they did with uh, Neil Gaiman Sandman, because I was reading up on it. It has been in pre-production for almost 15 years and it started at Warner Brothers, but they failed and it started with other production companies and finally Netflix has gotten a hold and they're actually moving forward with everything. It's going to be released. So like, just, I feel like it feels almost better that it's been in taking this long because most likely it won't happen. (laughs) Because they I really, think, there are certain I, movies I, you should not touch. You just stop I it. I think the only, I think the only way it could land really well is if they, is if they maybe had an all black cast or an all Latin cast or an all Asian cast or, or one of those and did it that way. I think that would be a lot of fun. I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't think. I would leave <laughs> having an all Latin cast. Would be somebody throwing a chunkla and then we leave. Are you it's all saying? Oh no! Actually, the new Candyman shows that uh, black men now go down the scary yes. dark stairwell. Actually, so, no, no, no black person goes down any long stairwell in Candyman. Remember, there's a no, whole scene right. specifically of that where she looks like, down the door- that, corridor. She says and no. No, 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 no. The black women are fine. The black women are doing just fine. The black man in that movie. 
kept going into dark, creepy places. Very much. That's because he was possessed. Like, very. That's different. Expensive. He was already equipment. possessed by that point, and also he's a bougie mm. black man. They don't count. <laughs> um, well, those were bougie people in the film. Those are people who are married to yeah, senators. Yeah, bougie they white people. people who had money. They're different. They gonna stay there and just deal with this body. <laughs> he just called them a bougie. I don't know. But I'm still leaving. Regardless, I, <laughs> it just won't be better. And on top of that, we already have knives out. So anything they do will instantly be compared to that. Because that's the most recent murder mystery thing we've had that has done well. In fact, the sequel's gonna be coming to what? Amazon Prime, right? Netflix or Netflix? Okay, so it's like I, that already I exists. Know so what they're the not. Sequel's about. Well, they're yeah, just gonna I, do. He's he's going to like they filmed it in like somewhere like Greece or something. Well, no, they're, they're gonna, gonna do Knives Out. Is just gonna be the Knives Out series is gonna be just like um, like Agatha Christie novels. Every movie will be its own self-contained story oh. with a new cast and new mystery. To but solve Daniel and Craig and is still the detective. yeah, and Daniel Craig will be the main detective. Like he'll be the main. See threat. that that I can get under that I can get under uh, I, that I like because Knives Out, like Clue, was in itself just a good story, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times. They're so worried about like making a franchise or doing, you know, all this other stuff that they forget. Like, hey, we can just have a movie and tell a good story. This wouldn't be so bad if it's like an Agatha Christie thing going on, a different style but with the same main detective. That'd be okay. I don't. Th- I think that would be a lot better than them trying to continue the Knives Out story. Yeah, Knives Out just turned out so well, and yeah, you're right. It's a similar game to Clue, and it also has. But instead of like looking for like a creepy thing in a manner or trying to find like secret passageway, you know exactly that it's like it's the mainly the family is like the house that you have to go through and you get scared when um, the main character was alone with each individual character because mm. you didn't know what they were capable of. And the same way with this film when they were doing the pairs, you actually didn't know what each character was capable of because they were being blackmailed. So you don't. One was, you know, murdering treason, you know, I think one had arson. So, like, they also had such a range of, like, this could be the time they finally murder. Which I think that was, like, Mrs. Uh, Peacock's game. That she reached that point of murder. From her treason, she went, became a murderer. Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would do well, to be quite honest. It would really depend on what the story is and who wrote it and who, like, you know, if Christopher Lloyd and Phil, uh, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller do it, I'll watch it. Uh, but outside of them, I don't see anybody else doing it and doing I would, it well. I would need Tim Curry to, like, heavily, heavily, like, advise on a film. Like him and Christopher Lloyd. Eh, not so much Christopher Lloyd. Mainly Tim Curry. He's got to have out of a heavy say in what goes on in that movie. I feel like that's the only way I'd be willing to watch it or give it a like chance. Continuing his legacy. <laughs> yeah. If he was somehow a part of it, like production advising, even like in a tiny, tiny scene, that's the only way I'd be willing to watch it. I'd be like, okay. Like, like I said, I've never seen a bad movie with him in it. So like I trust Tim Curry's presence. The only saving trust- grace is that um clue is one of the few board games where a movie premise is the game of like what would you do in a murder mystery movie like that's what clue is versus like other board games are are just that they're games first 
not movies. Like Monopoly has no movie attached to it. It's just I don't know, buy property and stuff. I know I know I know I know a game, <laughs> a board game that has a movie attached to it. Do y'all remember seeing well, it? I do. Seen no. it. And I don't think there's a movie that should be attached to that that board game. Seen it? It's like seen movie it, trivia. But it's yeah, but it, but it's like attached they you would have like a DVD or a, a stack of DVDs. Okay, you box. mean literally. <laughs> I have no idea what's going exactly. on. Exactly. That it had literally literal movies attached Shut to it. Shut up, Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? It was a fun game. Wrong. <laughs> But I it still have no game. idea what's going on. <laughs> so I seen forget it, how you play it. Seen it, it, it would like when you would get seen it. You could get like seen it editions, like seen it Harry Potter edition, and then it would come with Harry Potter in DVD form. You'd plug it in, and then like I think when you watch the DVD, I think it would literally stop, and it'd be like, and then it would ask you a question, like. Who is the character that's going to be behind this door? Is it A, so-and-so, B, so-and-so? And then you would like, and that's like was part of the game. Because it was always movie trivia stuff. That's why it was called Seen It. Like I Seen as in S-C-E-N-E. Vaguely know what you're talking about. Like I, I, I think I played it I also it remember once. they had cards and stuff. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other movie I could see like that could, or a board game you could turn into a movie that would work really well is Betrayal at the House on the Hill. But that's just a horror movie. <laughs> like, we're very, the House on the Hill. Betrayal at the House on the Hill. You ever played that board game? No. It's essentially, it's actually built a lot like Clue, except like you are revealing each room as you walk around. And then eventually, if you, uh, as you're like invited to this house on the hill, as you get to whatever room, and then eventually, whichever player gets to a certain room, they'll become like some type of specific monster. And then in the game, there's like a series of different monsters. There's like, you could be like a, a Hydra. I played one round, uh, one game where I ended up being like a zombie lord and I had a bunch of zombie minions at my disposal. Uh, you could become like a mad scientist who has like all these powers it's always it's always ran it's always different every game because there's so many different characters you can be and then at that point that player would then go off on their own like in another room in the house if you're playing in a house or wherever to read how their monster manual works and how they can win the game because it changes this is already like kind of boring me and too it's, long it's not as like, elaborate as i'm trying to going explain on, it and i but honestly it's a lot would... of fun Alex, I would not. I believe you would really have a good time playing it. Uh, I'm just explaining it in a very I think boring it'd be and dull way. Fun playing, <laughs> but like to put it, but to put it in a movie wise, we gotta find the monster manual. No, no, no. The mo- the movie. In fact, if anything, the way I'm describing it, the movie's already been made. It's called Cabin in the Woods, <laughs> technically, because that's basically what it is. The uh, people show up at a place. They go into an area where. Technically, a series of monsters can be chosen. They choose one item. That's the monster chosen for this specific adventure. And then they have to fight it. That's the game. I will say you can argue Game of Thrones was just Dungeons and Dragons. I would say Lord of the Rings is Dungeons and Dragons. Because that's what inspired the game, Dungeons and Dragons, to be made was Lord of the Rings. So I'd say Lord of the Rings is Dungeons and Dragons because Game of Thrones. There's too many. Po- there's too much politics. Not enough magic, and like creatures. 
for Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is filled to the brim with monsters. Like there's barely any monsters in Game of Thrones. There's only dragons and I think that's I don't it. know enough <laughs> about Dungeons and Dragons to be able to compare it to anything. I don't either. I heard Dungeons and Dragons and I know one show that had dragons. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is Dungeons and Dragons for sure. Although they are still they are working on a Dungeons they and Dragons had movie. A dragon. They only had a dragon. I think in the history there are more dragons. It's just we've only seen one in the books. But you haven't read the Salmeridian or whatever it's called, which is the textbook on Lord of the Rings history. I actually own it, yeah, but I have not read it. It's, it's just things I there. haven't read it because I'm not that nerdy. I can't get through it. I, I don't want to read a textbook off Rude. anything fictional. <laughs> like, well, I wanted to, but then it's just hanging out there with the other Lord of the Rings books I got. It's just like people who own the book fantastic beast and where to find them because they want to know about every single harry potter creature like i don't have that type of attention i like speaking. that movie no the, the movie is good fun. the people suck but you can um, buy the book like you can actually have fantastic beast and where to find them. like the book written by newt's commander as well do you guys think this movie would have scared you if you watched it as a kid no Blue? i don't think so um but i could definitely see myself watching it as a kid same i can um, see my parents showing me this as a kid it wasn't i i you know what you know what it is though and why i'm sure i didn't know it existed i'm sure my parents have never seen this movie or if they have they have forgotten it <laughs> like it's like instant <laughs> it has not left an impact on them enough to be like oh you gotta watch this so it's like I know that there have been stage adaptations of Clue and it and rightly so because the movie works perfectly for a stage play version. I just takes don't place know in one place. It's how you do the like scene transitions the of like the ballroom X. and the hallway and the and the dining room. How would you Darling, do? it's theater. Anything can be I'm, done. Well, I'm about to That's ask, true. Jonathan, how would you do it? How do you think well, that's He's an actor. He's not a stagehand. Well, right. he's done plays and stuff. He knows at least the yeah. process. Yeah, no, no, no. No, stagehands are like wizards. I've seen like videos <laughs> of them. They're insane. It's I'm their just movement. Saying, Jonathan, how many how right. many theater performances have you watched? Whether they be like on TV, like you know, on like an, in digital format, or just like gone in person or been in? Well, it would depend on uh, it would depend on whether you had a big budget or a low budget. Because if you had a low budget, then you would just move th- move like chairs and stuff around <laughs> and say, "This is the living room now." But if you had a big budget. You could actually like make things that turn and then you're in a different room or um, lift curtains up and then you're in a different room or um, have one set. And then when you get back from an intermission, have another set. Or even the change of lighting can affect so much. Well, because right. about when, we lighting. when we saw the I, woman in black, there was like the way they utilized that stage to do the whole mansion was incredible. I didn't think they well, had. See, then you know how they do it. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know they could do but it. See, here's the thing: that mansion is supposed to be creepy, creaky, and dark. Like you're only going to be in a few rooms. This has like a kitchen, which is looks nothing like a kitchen. Even if you're in your imagination, looks nothing like a living room. <laughs> There's those are two I mean, very different rooms. You just move the tables, and then like 
put a covering over the fridge there. You gotta let it grow. Um, well, I asked <laughs> I'm, this I'm sure I, there's I'm this. sure there's a, a version on YouTube that you could watch Probably, right now and see true. how it's done. That's yeah. true. I'm sure there's some high school production of it somewhere. <laughs> if you high school kids are doing this, of it. I, I am I would be thoroughly impressed. I'd be thoroughly yeah. impressed. Uh I think there are some there are creative kids out there. Oh, for sure. Uh, the, well, the reason I, I asked that because, like, my mom kind of let me watch whatever I wanted at at a young age. Um, that's why I was like, would your parents have let you watch it? Like, what age range do you think would have been acceptable to watch this? Probably when I, I know I watched it young. Probably when I was eight. Yeah. I think my parents would have let me watch this at eight. Probably like yeah, probably like eight, eight, eight to ten and up, um, because you know the 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 content itself. So the the thing for me, the reason why I think it you you could watch it that young is because obviously there's killing and stuff, um, but in today's standards and even back then, I guess. Um, that's like nothing compared I to think, what you what you what you could show. Yeah, in, no, in that it, it was actually like TV style murder because the person got shot, but you never saw blood. Yeah, you never saw bullet holes. You were just like, right. oh. and it was. I it think, was like that old style shows. I said eight because I'm thinking about the sexual content, uh, like more or less, because it's like the first thing you see is like a buxom French maid who's in like stockings and has like her cleavage all the way out. And it's like, and it's like, you know, I, I, at least knowing my, granted, my experience is different than most because my parents were like two ministers. So <laughs> they'd probably be like, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm not going to let my like eight year old son be seen. Now, my dad probably wouldn't have cared, but my mom would have. <laughs> like, I'm not no, going to let my eight year old son. was the same way. She, she put a little more restriction on like things that had a higher sexual content. She was fine with blood and murder. And I even brought that up to her. I was like, why were you cool me watching this stuff as a kid? But like, if this had a little sex scene, you freaked out. She's like, well, you got to put limits somewhere. She's like, that's where I put my limit there. But you know, I mean, maybe they might have, because I think about like, I remember watching like CSI and stuff with my family, like on the couch when I was like eight or nine. So, and, it, and that's know, even more gruesome. Right. So it's like, I feel like maybe they probably would have let me see it and just been like, ah, it's a product of its time. It is what it is. <laughs> like, no one is having sex. And, and you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, and Yvette fine. was a very uh, hypersexual character, but she, but there was actually no sex in the movie. Nobody, like, unless you were hanging out with the dead body, nobody made out. <laughs> there was no, <laughs> like, aggressive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they did make I, out. I, I, that scene was hilarious where the cop is just like, Oh, that's perfectly fine. What are you talking? Are you like, he's like, Oh, it's legal. Really? (laughs) There's a name for that in film where one character thinks something is something else. They're, they're, they're having a conversation and they think they're talking about the same thing. In grammar, it's called situational irony, I think, or something, right? Or no, that's that, that applies to the audience. The audience knows something that the character doesn't. That's that situational irony. My bad. No, never mm-hmm. mind. But I know what you're talking about. There is a term for it. Right. Um but yeah, this movie was fun. This movie was good and I can't gush about it more than I already have. Like I I 
even though, yes, I've only seen the movie a year ago, but one thing is for sure, I can tell you this, when I have my future kids, I will have them watch this when they're ready. And, <laughs> and uh, it will definitely ready. be- Son, uh, you need to sit down. We need to have the discussion of Clue. <laughs> like, you know- We need to have Well, I just mean talk. like, you know- Are you at, ready to watch First Clue? of all, I'm not going to have no two-year-old who can't appreciate we need Clue just going to be looking at me like, Daddy, where the Cheerios at? Watch the movie. This, this is a good part right here. You don't know nothing about this right now. <laughs> or you can play Clue while watching Clue and you'll be like, look, that's Mrs. Peacock. That's true. Uh, Nah, yeah, I I will definitely have this as like one of my movies that'll be a thing of like, we gotta watch this. Like, you've gotta watch this movie. (laughs) It's gonna be, it's definitely a classic that I will at least make a tradition of like, dang it, our kids will know about Clue. (laughs) It's a good holiday. I feel like it's a good holiday movie. It's good for Thanksgiving, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in a household with a bunch of people you want to kill eating dinner. <laughs> there we go. From the first Thanksgiving to now, that's kind of what also, it is. Also, it it like this movie does perpetuate my idea that it's like you know when uh you know white people are having family dinner because you'll actually hear spoons and plates hitting the hitting the, the plate. But yeah. that was a different That's true. Yeah. But that was a different that was a different circumstance cuz they didn't, these people didn't know each other. I mean, even still, though, black people walk into a room with people they don't know and just start conversation for no reason, just because it's too awkward I, to be quiet. I like, get <laughs> food from a certain Mexican restaurant, and I I usually order out, but sometimes I'll come in. They already call me gordita there. That's they what I'm saying. so familiar. I've only seen them, like, three times. They're like, oh, yeah, no, gordita. And I'm like, one, rude. Two, give me my food. <laughs> that is me. I'm not going to. But I'll let the abuse happen because they make good tacos and I'll take it. I'm just saying, in a culture where. That's uh, now you understand my abuse that I took. Never mind. I don't want to put him on blast like that. Never mind. (laughs) I'll tell you off. No, I know what you mean. I know what you did. I teased you, but I'll take take the abuse. If they're good food, I'm not going to walk away. I just, in a culture where black people just uh, give the head nod and say hi to other black people, they don't know as if they do just because. They are also black. <laughs> I, I feel like don't matter if we're in the room with people we know. We'll still just be like, how you doing? What's going on? How's your mother doing? Yeah. <laughs> Random questions to start sure, flying. Yeah. yeah, we're loud. Actually, the first time my stepdad came to our, like a Christmas, I think it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, he tried to figure out why everybody in our family was yelling. My mom had to be like, no, no, no. We're not yelling. This is us talking. This is how we talk. This is all of us just talking. Because we can't have a conversation with the person next to us. you got to talk to the person across the street. No, I'm not yelling. That's how I talk. That's how I talk. Because I was discussing somebody. With somebody. You never talk to the person next to you. You have to address the other person across the table. Why? I don't know. But that's how it works out. No, I'm just thinking about that Dave Chappelle sketch of where he says, for the Sam Jackson beer, he's talking, can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. <laughs> Or that, um, <laughs> anyway, we're going off the deep end, but that SNL sketch with Leslie Jones. Same. Um, and it's like- Leslie always and, and she works at Best Buy. Good God. And she works at Best Buy. And she works at Best Buy and the new employees mocking her. And he's like, oh, and she walks in. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you talking about? This is how I talk. Five years later, this is how I talk. Leslie Jones. Oh, I knew you was faking five years later. <laughs> yeah, she kept up the accent. He kept, I remember that one. There's also, uh-huh. she did it on, uh, 
on the what's a weekly update where Colin just said something and she's like, This is how I talk. <laughs> like she's just yelling. Like I'm just loud, which is like fair. It's I mean why- I get loud sometimes too myself it's the thing though that was why that was my issue with ghostbusters where i was like okay are all y'all just gonna be all snl characters for the entirety of this movie Kristen wiggs the awkward one uh what's her name like the only one who's playing a character is kate mckinnon she's the only one who's actually like not herself everybody else is pretty much who they are and everything leslie jones is the loud black girl uh Kristen wiggs the weird awkward one melissa mccarthy's the like uh uh what's it called outrageous a uh, big girl, like they, 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 they do the same type in everything. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, wait, we'll focus back to the know, movie. Regardless, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I agree. What's with your you. grades for Clue? <laughs> like <laughs> transition. Mine's. I'm simply an A plus because this movie has been one of my favorites for years. I have rewatched it so many times, um, and I just I love it. I could never find anything bad to talk about it, and no matter how many times I have watched this movie. It still makes me laugh, which is very rare because usually when I get used to a movie, it's just like, yeah, I remember that scene. That was funny. But this one will still make me laugh. And I just love that. And again, Tim Curry, one of my favorite actors. I just, I genuinely can't find anything wrong with this film. I, th- that's pretty much it. So it's like the only movie I can ever give a hate plus to. That and The Mummy. <laughs> the real mummy. Let's not, don't do that. What, like the original uh, 1930s I, mummy? No, the one with Ben and Fraser. Oh, I see. That's the only other one. <laughs> but this movie's Fair. a... Uh, I, this movie is just a great... I give this an A+. I have a list of golden comedies. Uh, up there is stuff like Airplane and, and Naked Gun, other things. And this is definitely up there with them. Uh, I love this movie so much ever since I've seen it, which was a short time ago. But... You better be damn sure I'm never going to forget it. Like, this <laughs> is an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it and somehow you're still been listening after I told you to cut this off about an hour ago now, <laughs> that's fine. Appreciate the support. But go watch Clue. Go enjoy yourself. Have a good time. If you know someone who hasn't watched Clue, invite them over. As long as they're vaccinated, invite them over and, and be like, what, "Come sit down. You need to watch a movie with me." Don't even tell them what it is. Just let them come and be surprised at how good it is, because it's it's just that good. Nobody's gonna ever be upset watching Clue. Oh yeah, right. they will have a good time. They'll be like, "I don't know what this is, but I'm glad I'm watching it." Um, I I feel like we should have ended on one of y'all's because I'm gonna give it an A. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where's the plus at, Jonathan? No. Where's the plus no. at, though? <laughs> I didn't hear you say plus. I didn't hear no plus. I hear I hear that syllable come out your mouth after behind that A. What's that? What's that about? I mean, you a, got a point. Partly because <laughs> <laughs> for the first um, time ever, I agree with Jerome. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I have no problems with this movie at all. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. One of the reasons um, why I didn't give it that plus is be- partially because of my fault, because I feel like I wish I would have watched it like as like when I was growing up or, or in my younger days. 
in my younger days. Um, <laughs> but also because, <laughs> because it, it, it was, it was a fun time for me. I really enjoyed watching that. I can't emphasize that enough, but in order to give a movie an A plus, I have to like be constantly thinking about the movie at least 24 hours after I watch it. <laughs> that didn't happen for this movie, but that doesn't like discredit it at all. So that is the reason why I give this. Your movie. criteria for A plus is not <laughs> at all the same as mine. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, you, well, in all fairness, look what oh, happens when he just gives a high grade to a movie. He'll change exactly. it that, that, over that's the fair. episode. That's true. He's got like PTSD from from Malcolm and Marie. Marie. <laughs> right. To be fair, I don't think anybody's going to be writing any think pieces about Clue anytime soon. Where it's like Clue just did this completely wrong. You'll be surprised that. And, oh no, not that. Not I was going to say think pieces in the opposite direction of like Clue changed the game for comedy. <laughs> it did. Maybe. You know what? To it Taylor's should, point, you though, have to have like. To Taylor's point, Clue is the first and only movie I can think of based off a game that's actually good. No, and mm-hmm. I agree. That's also what I said. Like, all these other movies tried to do it, but, like, they are so bad. And it's because they never, the games they chose never had a real story behind them first. True. And that's what Clue always had. It had a real story first that, like, with the game. So it had a premise to build off of. Like, Monopoly is just the sad life we all live, really. <laughs> of, like, being br- too broke to afford. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Candyland sounds like something that should have been a horror film, but ended up being a weird kid's Candyland film. Candyland could be a good you know what show. They sh- I don't know if it would make a good movie. Like, it'd make a good You know what they should make a movie out of? Anything. Guess Isn't who? That- you know? I love I could that. see I love that. that I could see that actually. I was gonna say no. Although but then I don't know I was what like, the premise would well, be. Well, the premise wait, could be like, wait, isn't Candyland pretty much like Strawberry Shortcake? More or less, actually. Yeah, pretty lands. much. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, that it show works. Um, but who is? I used to love that. But guess, yeah, guess who? I could see that. It would be maybe the premise would be like they're looking for somebody, and it's like a master disguise, and so he constantly keeps changing his face, like being a different person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although, don't remake. Don't the movie. remake Master of Disguise, though. That movie was trash, and don't nobody need um, to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Next retro review, Master Disguise. Oh my god, yeah. That ter- that <laughs> I just remember the turtle scene. Did everyone remembers the damn turtle Everybody, scene. That was the only <laughs> funny part of that film. Um, and that whole, you you punched him with a closed fist. But, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I could see that being made into a movie. I could see Betrayal of the House on the Hill, definitely. Um, I can't think of any any others that I can really see like like you know popular hey cheddar popular uh board games hey cheddar right like the the legendary yeah because there's the like a thousand SMI. board games to choose from but <laughs> Scrabble we got Scrabble, Scrabble as a got... movie would be so funny <laughs> wait that is a movie it's called Aquila and the Bee we already got that movie <laughs> <laughs> isn't that just like Sorry, real fortune Palmer. really are you biting me? Right now, really? <laughs> Isn't that just like Wheel of Fortune? You kind of guess letters to make a word? No, Wheel of Fortune is a whole other uh, thing. And also, that'd be funny if they made a Wheel of Fortune movie. <laughs> Are you stuck on me? He's stuck on me. Anything goes nowadays. They're making, they're making movies off anything. I mean, listen, Rock of Soccer Robots is getting a movie, okay? <laughs> like, anything's possible. No one even plays with Rock of yeah. Soccer Robots anymore. 
<laughs> is it like the two fighters are human or like it's actual like robots? The way that isn't there already the way the isn't that like big friendly giant? So in fact, haven't both of y'all seen Real Steel? No. No. Okay. One day we got to do a retro review of Real Steel. It's actually a pretty good movie. But no. Um. Here's the here's the thing. Uh, here's the, here's the premise of Real Steel. Real Steel is about Hugh Jackman plays a, a retired boxer who now lives in the world of robot boxing, where they build robots to box. And uh, his son. I like how you said robot boxing, where they build robots. To that's box. right, and uh, and it's like a professional thing. And uh, but he's kind of like a deadbeat dad, and uh, his uh, son, yeah, who he's very, he's not really attached with, comes on the road with him when they find a robot uh, that's like a training bot, but is like and is like the underdog, but can take a lot of hits, and so they become like a legendary duo and all types of stuff. There's extra minutia, but that's the story, right? Dad reconnects with his son, and there's robots boxing. Simple premise. He could have just been a better father. <laughs> that's that's the lesson he has to learn throughout the movie. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the premise is, according to Vin Diesel, is that a, a father reconnects with his son <laughs> during during in a world where robots fight. <laughs> These fathers and movies really what I'm gotta saying get is shit together. He's remaking real steel. Wait, isn't that the premise of also the Lego movie? No. No, the Just premise of the Lego movie is that there's a dad who likes Legos a lot and he doesn't know how to let his son just have fun <laughs> with his Lego. Is it kind of a reconnection though? Because he distanced himself from his son by playing with Legos in the basement. See, but the difference is, his son is, is that at least dad's around. At least he's like around. Rock'em Sock'em Robots are real steel. It sounds like these dads aren't even anywhere near them. Like, th- these kids are with their moms. And if it wasn't for the fact that mom got sick or mom died or whatever ha- the heck happens to mom, because movies don't like happy couples that are married and have kids. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for that fact, these fathers no. would never interact with their kids, probably. Like ever, so you got to give the Lego Movie that. At least Dad's around; he knows where his dad's at in the basement playing with his Legos. Dad, it feels like that doesn't make it better. <laughs> that just makes it creepier on a certain level. <laughs> Where's your dad all the time? Oh, he's in the basement doing what? Playing with Legos, making imaginary cities. There's a Batman thing down there too, I think. But that's the thing they never there. answered, and I wanted an answer. Do the all the Lego movies take place in this same basement? Does he have a Batman set somewhere by the side and a Ninjago set somewhere to the side, or are these separate houses? Well, actually, no. They did answer the. Nin- he's a YouTuber. The dad's a YouTuber, and yes, he's doing stop motion with all. No, the, the Ninjago I one guess. belongs to Jackie Chan. They did answer that one. Jackie Chan owns the Ninjago one. We've got because he's Asian. <laughs> off track a lot <laughs> which is so so i'm gonna help got, end this did, i'm gonna help end I, this I, we're I running... do want to say real quick what? real quick so <laughs> a movie that is in production right now based on it's not a game but it's a toy so technically in the same it's stretch row, armstrong but no the barbie movie oh yeah starring, starring Margot Margot Robbie. that's right and the directed by barbie greta Gerwig. there have been a lot of barbie Gerwig. movies in show no, this is going to be a live action they one. They have. Yeah, this will be live action and it'll be like, it's directed by Greta Gerwig, who's like an Oscar nominated director. So I'm interested to see where she takes this. And also Ryan Gosling is 
is uh, rumored to play Ken. I'm calling it so, now. It's going to be a female empowerment movie about how Barbary is every woman. They're going to play Shaka Khan's every woman, as a matter of fact. And have you scenes, ever watched uh, a Barbie movie? They are all female empowerment. That's what I'm movies. saying. That's what the, I'm, that's not a joke. That's going <laughs> to be the movie. It's like because yeah, but why do you say it like that? Oh, it's going to because be, yeah, that's what Barbie is. The, 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 like because unfortunately, while I'm that's not joking, that's now. what the movie is going to be. The thing is, is that's the first thing you would write on the list of what a Barbie movie looks. That is no, there's no creativity in that. <laughs> it's just because what else would you do hey, with she Barbie? She had the energy to do so many dubs. I can't. Right, I can that's the whole. That's Barbie's whole thing is that is. she is every woman. Like she can do anything. She's been an astronaut. She's a male woman. She's a lawyer, a doctor, a veterinarian pediatrician gynecologist she's been them all <laughs> she can do everything i feel like we have this energy to argue when we're both saying the same thing so we really should end this podcast <laughs> at this point because the energy the energy staying a certain level and i don't think anything good's gonna we'll come continue it, it on to next week we'll find we'll something talk about the barbie movie <laughs> we'll find well regardless next episode's I'm all, still gonna, all watch gonna be about the barbie movie i'm gonna watch this barbie movie. yes you better believe that me I'm too i'm actually i'm actually really interested to Anyway, this is I'm not a review. I'm to see what the trailer's going to look like. It's gonna, it's, I feel like it's going to be good. I do. I honestly do. Yeah. We can watch the Barbie movie. We'll watch. We'll the review the Barbie movie. movie. Twenty twenty two. Whenever it comes out, early twenty twenty two. So this know. has been the clue review <laughs> that's gone all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really has. What are you guys' social, Jonathan? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Jerome. You can find me at not Jerome Rhett on uh, Instagram as well as at RoboZoo Media as well. And also, uh, check out our YouTube page at The First Ones to Die. Uh, we're always uploading stuff there with mini reviews, uh, book reviews, gaming content, and video versions of all of our podcasts. So you can find all that good stuff there to go check out. And there's more extra content coming. So do be on the lookout for more stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And you can find me at Alex and Nobody and on TikTok with Alex and Cheddar. Or I handle the account, you know, for the podcast, uh, First Ones to Die, where you can see little clips of our videos or nonsense that I put up there because I get really bored in my life. The First Ones to Die is also where you can email at us at gmail.com and all our other social media, such as Twitter instagram and anywhere else that we can be found on any social media or uh streaming platform come find us yes and we'll see you all next week for Peace out. something we don't know what for, we're gonna do yet for something yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be something we're, we're gonna argue about the barbie movie even though there's nothing to argue about it's true yep yeah, yep listen, we will I- be talking about <laughs> governmental politics and we will argue about <laughs> the barbie movie she was a congresswoman Hey, right. that's bye true. guys. See you. Bye.